You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Swung a bunch to left field deep. Van going back, looking up. He will watch it fly. And a miraculous comeback by the A's. And the ninth is capped by Matt Chapman's three-run home run. And the A's have won the game. And the final is 5-4. to four. It's now time for the A's Clubhouse Show. And the number is 833-622-278. That's 833-625-2278. Ken Korak will not be with us today. He's off for a, a little trip. So it's just you, me, and just a sad game. It's just sad. And... You know, you talk about trying to win a division. You talk about the playoffs. You talk about the wild card, but you can't beat the Texas Rangers. I mean, seriously. You finish the season series 10-9 and against the Texas Rangers. A ball club that, let's not forget, is 53-89. and They're terrible. The bottom line is they are terrible. But the problem for the A's, but here, let's get to this before we get to the calls at 833-625-2278. So Toronto blowing out Baltimore, Baltimore today, Boston losing. We have essentially a tie for the AL wild card, the top two teams right now. It's Toronto and Boston with New York playing Sunday night baseball against the Mets. If the Yankees win, it'll be a three-way tie, everybody with a 5-5-9 winning percentage. Seattle is about to lose, so they're going to be with the A's, three back for the wild card. Is it still doable? Of course it is. But losing to bad teams at this time of the year, ask the Yankees. Ask the Blue Jays. Lose them to the Orioles. For them, lose them to the Orioles. You're like, man, you can't be doing this. You just can't be doing this. But that's where we're at. And if the A's fail to make the postseason, we're going to point to a couple things. And one thing that we're going to point to is how bad they've been in division. The A's are just 30 and 30 in division. They're just 500. They have struggled all year long with everybody not named the Angels. It's fact. I mean, there's a couple different things that we can look at. One is in division. The uh, the other one is, you know, how how you did against good teams. Teams that are 500 or better, the A's, are just 28 and 44. So you can't win in division, and you can't win against the better teams in the league. And most people would tell you if that is the case, you shouldn't be in the playoffs anyway. I mean, it's tough to swallow. But everybody's keeping you in it. Nobody wants to run away and hide. 
and you got one more. You got one. Let's say you got two more layups. What is their record, and where are they when they get done with the Angels on Sunday? Going to have a day off, fly to Kansas City, one of my favorite towns, get some barbecue, and then tell me what. Tell me where the A's are after these six games. Because after that, it's now just a. It, it's like you're. It's like an old school prize fight. You're going into the kids, look it up. They used to fight 15 rounds. This is going to be like round 13, 14, and 15. Because you're going to have four against the Mariners, three against the Astros, and that's the last homestand. Then you're going to go on the road and you're going to finish the season in Seattle and in Houston. Now, I don't know what Houston's going to look like at that point. Houston might have wrapped up the division, and they might rest guys. I don't know who's going to pitch. They might start lining up for the postseason. But I'm going to take this. If the A's don't screw it up in Kansas City and down in Anaheim, they're going to be there, and the fight is on. On Tuesday on A's Cast Live, we'll really break down the schedules. Okay, what's left for the Yankees? What's left for Toronto? What's left for Boston? But none of that's going to matter if you can't beat the bad teams. I mean, you got to be you got to be walking out of that game today. You got to be walking out of the Coliseum just kicking yourself, going, "We really just lost two games in a row to the Texas Rangers." These guys punted their season a while back, and you can't beat them? Can't be happy about that. You know, if you want to be a playoff team and you want people to tell you how resilient you are, you can't be losing at home at the end of the year to a a terrible last-place team. How many games are the Rangers out right now? They're 30 games out of first place. 30 games. They've been eliminated. They've got the E. <laughs> See ya. They're, they're, they're 26 and a half games back in the wild card. But they're 30 back in division. And they just came in, took two out of three. That's just not, that's not good. I, I, there, there's no way for me to spin this. Other than there's still hope. But if you don't play well in Kansas City and you don't play well down in Anaheim, what are we talking about? You fought this hard and you've gotten this far. This is not how you want to go out. You just don't. And the key thing always, and really for everybody, is to be relevant when the NFL starts. You'll see crowds. You watch the highlights today. Later tonight, go to MLB Network, watch the highlights, and watch how thin all these crowds are going to be. Why? Because the NFL has started, and the NFL is king. you got to be relevant, and you got to be exciting, or your town turns on you. 
They'll go somewhere else. Everybody, I mean, you should have seen all the TVs in the press box today. The NFL was on. The 49er game was on. There's a lot of A's fans who are 49er fans. They're sitting at home watching the game. And they probably get on their phone. They look, the A's are losing again to the Rangers. And you got people that have moved to the Bay Area from all over the place. So you might be like Dave Cavill and Chris Bassett, and you love the Cleveland Browns. By the way, what's the score in that game? That is a great opening game, Kansas City against Cleveland. But this is a rough loss. Everybody's got a day off tomorrow. Once again, I love Kansas City. I love me some barbecue. By the way, they are the biggest barbecue snobs of all time. Like, for us, it doesn't matter the restaurant. To us, these places are like the greatest places of all time. But but, but people will be like, oh, you went to Jack Stacks? Oh, no, I go here. I'm like, it's all good. And a great museum town, too, Kansas City, if you ever have a chance. The number is 833-625-2278. We take your phone calls next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Progressive's Home and Auto Bundle Extrava Festa Saifathon, the annual year-long event for saving big on home and auto insurance. These savings are available up until and straight through Labor Day, Halloween, Clover Cleveland's birthday, Taco Tuesday, the anniversary of the moon landing, White Chocolate Day. The sale literally never ends. You can come on Jupiter's Ascension, National Pisces Day, but not Leap Day. <laughs> Just kidding. We're doing Leap Day because every day is perfect for saving money with a home and auto bundle only at Progressive. But for real, we're not doing White Chocolate Day because White Chocolate is gross. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 smart bed senses and automatically adjusts to keep you both effortlessly comfortable. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss the final days of the biggest sale of the year where all smart beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. This is A's Clubhouse. This is a great example of what I'm talking about. We don't have one call. Normally, we'll have full lines lit. And I and I, and I have trouble getting to all the calls. See what happens when you're not relevant? Even though the A's are relevant, but it doesn't really feel like it. I'm telling you, everybody right now, is, I guarantee they're watching the Chiefs-Browns. There's 107 left in the fourth quarter, and it's a shootout at Arrowhead, 33-29. to 29. That's just what happens. Week one of the National Football League. Everybody is interested because of gambling. Yes, fantasy football is gambling. And it's what baseball is trying. They understand, you know what, we got to get in bed with this too. And it's smart. But... You look at DraftKings, you look at fantasy football, you look at guys who are, who are betting on games legally. I guarantee you every sports book in Nevada is packed right now. Week one of the NFL and you live in Nevada, you're heading to the casinos because it's awesome. And Bob Melvin had to do today what, what we have talked about is 
you got a starting pitcher that doesn't look good, you got to get him out. You can't let a guy sit out there and figure it out right now. You got to treat every single game like a playoff game. Now, for Cap, I don't want to hear he's tired because I was looking at the radar gun. He throws 93 miles an hour. That's what that – if the A's – if someone from the A's, because they, they, have, they have all the data. If someone with the A's came to me and said his average fastball is 93 miles an hour, I'd go, yeah, then, you know, the gun in the stadium and the gun on TV are pretty correct. I think he averages anywhere between 92 and 93. It might be like 92.8, whatever, like a radio station. So he's got the same velocity, the exact same velocity to me, unless I'm totally wrong, and anybody with the A's, if you have my cell number, text me and tell me if I'm wrong, but I think he's pretty much where he's at normally. Now, is there mental fatigue? Maybe. And I hear the excuse, oh, he's been rehabbing for years and he's never pitched this long, but, I mean, come on. You're you're at a point in a season where your team needs you. You've only pitched 21 times, for God's sakes. 21 times. How are you tired? You're in your 20s. You only throw once every five days. Once every five. You're not throwing every day. It's once every five days. 20 times? For God's sakes, I was just watching that old man, Tom Brady, at 44 years old. He's going to be in about 20 games this year. He's not getting tired. And he's got the biggest, strongest, fastest human beings trying to crush him. And he's got to run all around the field. You're just pitching. So I don't want to hear that excuse. And... Maybe Dalton Jeffries, and we'll see what Bob has to say. And I'll text him. I, I'll leave him alone right now, but I'll text him, and then let's see what he says on on Tuesday. But maybe, just maybe, Dalton Jeffries has earned himself a start. Maybe he's proven that, you know, well, I don't think anybody's proven anything, let's be honest. But Dalton Jeffries, to me, Going forward, and if Cole Irvin can get, have an outing like he did yesterday and give me innings, and if Dalton Jeffries can give me innings, I, I think i got to go with him. You can't have a weak link right now. You just can't. You can't have a weak link. If you do, it's, it, it'll knock you out of the playoffs. You've got to be able to get some length out of your starters because we know about the bullpen. The bullpen is what it is. By the way, I saw our Stockton porch yesterday. So after I watched that debacle of the A's blowing the lead, I went to watch more bad baseball at, the, at San Jose Muni, my old stadium. I got a scouting report for you, and it's not on Stockton. By the way, our, our, our Stockton ports. They're not very good. They are not very good. Well, you hear my minor league report. They're always losing. But I got a scouting report 
And I'm sitting there in the stands last night with the commander Cody and right field Will, and we're watching this game. And as this game goes on, I start to notice something. What is that? I'll tell you next right here on the A's Clubhouse Show. Driven, determined, resilient. Cal State East Bay students are today's creative thinkers and tomorrow's workforce for the region. Cal State East Bay is recognized as one of the most transformative college experiences nationwide, educating the new generation that questions the status quo and works together to find meaningful solutions. Apply today for our degree and certificate programs. We are not just a university, we are a community. Find yourself here at csueastbay.edu. This is Renee. Happy to be here. She's not some influencer. She's more of a groundbreaker, turning her four-acre lot into a little slice of heaven behind the wheel of a John Deere 1 Series tractor. Renee runs with us because the most important job is the next one. That's all I got. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. A's fans, New Era Cap is proud to be the official cap of your Oakland Athletics. Next time you visit the Coliseum, be sure to drop by the New Era Cap stand to pick up your A's New Era Authentic Collection Cap. Remember, you can always visit us at neweracap.com to shop our latest selection, including our limited edition and exclusive drops. New Era Cap, the official on-field cap of Major League Baseball. California road trips are epic, and Northern California families count on Honda to explore every mile. With Honda sensing safety features, legendary dependability, and gas mileage so amazing you can see most of the California coast on a single tank. And right now, get epic deals on Honda Civic, Accord, and more. Visit your NorCal Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Honda is family. Ask anyone who owns a Honda. Now the pause, here's the turn, it's on the way, and it's swung on a ground ball left side to his left at third. Hernandez throws to first, this game is over. The Rangers take two out of three from the A's, beat the Athletics today by the final of four to three. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. You know, one of the greatest things about minor league baseball is the beer batter. So what they do, if you've never been to a minor league baseball game, they designate one guy, and it's usually a guy who strikes out a lot, and they make that guy the beer batter, the beer batter, and they play roll out the barrel, we'll have a barrel of fun, and everybody's chanting beer batter, beer batter, and it's the only time at a ballpark you'll see men push women and children to the side because they want their half-off beer. It's hilarious. And last night, the beer batter, I can't remember who he was. He was a second baseman for the Ports. Did not step up for us. He kept hitting ground balls. So we didn't get our half-off beers. It's the only time I'll root against a Stockton Port is when you're the beer batter. <laughs> oh, man. I'd do the same thing. If I was the beer batter and the whole, the whole stadium chanting, beer batter, beer batter, I'm swinging at the first pitch. I'm making contact. I'm bunning. I'm I'm not striking out. I'm not going to be that guy. But let me tell you what I noticed. Right field Will is texting me. What 
Joe Sean Wright was the guy. And if I'm correct, right field, because I got there late, he didn't strike out at all last night, if I recall, but I, I didn't see his first at-bat. Here's the thing that I noticed as I'm sitting with these guys. I started to notice that every guy the San Jose Giants brought in, so they took that. The, there's a quick hook, by the way. I, I, now we know exactly why these starters come up, and they've got no, they've got no juice to go deep, because they don't know, they don't, they don't allow them. I couldn't believe that the, the San Jose Giant guy. I have no clue who he is. He was, he was, he was throwing a good game, and all of a sudden they're coming out, and they take him out. And Rightfield Will, who does uh, PA announcing down in Stockton, I said, is this, is this all the time? He goes, yep. We're not allowing our pitchers in low A to go deeper than three, four innings. You pitch three innings, four innings, and it's see ya. Now you know why Jesus Lazardo is Jesus Lazardo. Jesus Lazardo can go out there and dominate you on a good night, but on a night when he's not great, he doesn't know how to work out of jams. He's never been given the opportunity to work out of jams. So what we're teaching these kids is just to get up there, air it out, give me three, four, and you're out. And then all of a sudden, if they ever do make the big leagues, guys like me are going, why can't you go more than five innings? You know what? It's not these guys' fault. I've learned that now because I went to I went to two San Jose Giant Fresno Grizzly games. I have no idea why, but because Commander Cody likes going to the games and he wants me to buy him beer, so that was early in the season. So okay, if a guy goes three innings, I get it. We're at the end of the year. San Jose took the San Jose Giants took their guy out. They brought in some other lefty. He was eh. But then I noticed, after that, every right-handed pitcher they brought in was blowing smoke. This is in low A. Think about that. Low A. The guy they brought in to close the game out last night was throwing 98, 99 miles an hour. In low A. The A's, we're bringing in dudes that throw 88 flipping up sliders that are 80. This kid was throwing so high, and you could just, you, you could tell the velocity, not only from the gun, but you can tell by the reaction of the hitters. Like, they're like swing now mode. And you can tell when a guy's throwing really hard by how the hitters react. Because they're not on it. Because this kid was tall, lanky, I don't know who he was. I don't know. I didn't even know one San Jose Giant, nor do I care. But I tell you what, the last three guys they threw out there, I'd take them in our bullpen right now. I would call up the San Jose Giants, and I would say, hey, can we borrow these guys? Because stuff plays. You know, it's so funny, and it's really kind of the old, hey, this is the big leagues. It's just an old philosophy that just, I'm telling you right now, that kid who closed out the game last night, if you put him in our bullpen right now, throwing 99, I would take him over some of our guys who are big league pitchers. 
I don't care how old he is. I don't care where he's from. I'm just telling you what I saw last night. He was popping the mitt, and it was impressive. And it just goes to show that other organizations, if they got these kids in low A, what do the Giants have in triple A and double A? What do they have in high A? Some of these organizations have stacked up on these young power arms. Look at the Tampa Bay Rays. No one knows who these guys are. They come up. They blow cheese. They get tired. They send them out. They bring in another guy. They've got a they, – they, it's like racehorses. They've got a stable of guys that throw gas. Stockton Ports, looking up at the radar gun, not one guy. The starting pitcher last night, he was like 94, and they were bare – and that's the other thing. He was 94, which that's hard. I mean, it's, he was basically 94, 95. He's basically like Lou Trevino. And these kids were getting such good wood on him. That's the other thing. These young hitters are growing up seeing tremendous velocity. Maybe we'll have Alex Jensen on. He's probably calling a game as we speak. And talk about what's he, you know, because Alex, our buddy Alex, who fills in for me at times and has filled in for Ken, uh, doing play-by-play. Alex pitched at St. Mary's, and he's been traveling around watching these teams. I mean, how many of these guys in low way are throwing 98, 99 miles an hour? And these are kids that, you know, are straight out of college. They're straight out of high school, or they've come over from somewhere like the Dominican. How many organizations have these guys? Because I don't think we have these guys. I texted Bill Moore, Bill Moriarty yesterday, who does all the minor league stuff. I said, do we have anybody in AAA who throws hard? Nope. We need to get a bunch of these kids. I don't know how you get them. They seem like they grow on trees in other places. But velocity plays. Let's go to Ethan on the Bay Bridge. Ethan, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hey, you know, after Thursday's win said needed to sweep this weekend, need to go seven and two over the next nine, and that's that's kinda already out the window because couldn't get Yoel Pozo out, Leody Tavares. I mean, probably was ineffective after the first two innings, but also Pinder really took a bad route on the Tavares triple and let's consider that Pinder's not getting it done with the bat. The club's gotta be his redeeming quality and it hasn't been. Also, Elvis not bunting in the eighth inning. Like, I'm someone who's very anti-bunt usually. But when you've got a guy who's probably going to be an out, with good chance of a double play, which it was, drop one down, set up Harrison and Marte, then you just need a single to score a cap. That and not pinch hitting for Gomes yesterday against the righty in the eighth. Both just seemed like we were falling asleep at the wheel. But as for the, as for the port stuff, you know, the drop from high A to low A is pretty significant, especially with most of these guys not having a proper season last year. But, like, they can gas it up. Like, I remember one of the guys the Padres traded to the Pirates, saw him when Stockton played Lake Elsinore. Dude was pumping 98 easily. The Rays have a whole staff of these guys. And anyone who doesn't throw 98, he hasn't got some crazy sidearm angle. And yes, the ports are dealing with the COVID outbreak. That kind of shredded their roster and Soder's from hurt. But 
cupboard's pretty bare, and we're going to have to really do some digging to build a new farm system. The only real hard thrower that I see with any promise has been hurt all year, and that's Wanderson Charles, which is too bad because he is so fun to watch. I mean, he's huge. He just gasses dudes up, but he's been hurt. So what, what do you do there? You know, Romero is up. Hopefully he gets the shot in a good situation in KC to get his first appearance. But it's, I mean, this bullpen, the issues go far beyond just they didn't bring back Hendricks. It's, you know, that would be slapping a Band-Aid on a leaky dam. Well, yeah, and appreciate the phone call and Trevor Rosenthal. I mean, that changes everything. I mean, you want to talk about a guy that can gas it up a little bit. But, yeah, it's – it's um, you know, the Rays are – their organization's filled with these guys. Now, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I'm not paying attention to what the Rays do from a minor league uh, standpoint. I just know whenever you play the Rays or you watch them on TV or you're watching the highlights, they got guys who throw really hard. And we got guys that don't even hit 90 that we're putting in in crucial games. I mean, all you got to do is watch the College World Series. There's a bunch of college kids out there playing, playing whether it's Pac-12 or it's, or it's SEC, and they're just they're throwing 97, 98 in college, and we're the big league team, and we don't have really one of those guys? Not one? I would take a guy. I don't even care if he, has, if he struggles with, 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 with location. Give me somebody that can get up there and bring it. You need those guys. Because 94, 93 isn't what it used to be. If you're going to throw, let's just say, anything from 93 down, you're you're breaking stuff or your changeup or your splitty, your slider, it better be really good. These are the best hitters in the world. And they're t- they time you up. I mean, look what they did to Cap today. They lit him up. These are the best. H- and, and here's the thing, too. Hitters don't have fear anymore. Because you can't throw inside and hit guys. Hell, they got so much armor on anyway. They got an elbow pad, and they got a shin pad, and they got a, they got a pad that goes over their ankle. And you hit one guy, and everybody gets in a huff. So you've kind of taken the really the inside part of the plate away from pitchers. So many umpires don't call those inside. Can you imagine Bob Gibson or Don Drysdale pitching today? Where they're hitting a guy every game, if not more. I did an interview years ago with Willie Mays. Willie Mays said every single game he played in versus Don Drysdale Drysdale at least once a game would buzz his tower. Can you imagine if you did that today to a star player? Shohei Otani comes up and you're throwing it right under his chin, his helmet's falling off, and people would be, I mean, it would, it would, it would be, it, people would start coming out of the dugout and flipping out. It is really hard to pitch. And if you're going to be somebody that's relying on location, you got to be really, really good, and you got to change speeds. And you got to start throwing change-ups and fastball counts and vice versa 
I mean, you got to be really, really good because it's advantage hitter. And they've taken your grip away. Hitters can have everything. Helmets, pine tar, pads, pads on their hands now, elbow, leg. Pitchers, you get nothing. You get spit and rosin. Everything is geared toward offense. The ballparks are smaller. The balls are juiced. Everything's geared towards offense. That's why it's crazy when you see guys hitting in the low 200s. You're like, the game is meant for you. It's like a quarterback that doesn't throw touchdowns. It's like the game is meant to throw the ball down the field and score. They've made the rules so tough on the defense, if you can't throw the ball down the field and score, you're not going to play in this league. Think of basketball. What is basketball now? It's three-point shooters. Everybody shoots threes. Seven-footers shoot threes. If you can't shoot threes, what good are you to me? How are you going to beat, like when the Warriors were on their game, how are you going to beat them shooting twos and they're shooting threes? I mean, everybody in the league shoots threes. If you can't shoot threes, how long are you going to be in the NBA? Not going to be long. The number is 833-625-2278. If you're listening on a radio station and they're leaving us, go to athletics.com slash A's cast or download the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. This is Chris Townsend for the Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek. Great news. Our indoor dining is back along with our beautiful patio dining. Come taste our world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 83 years. The Chicken Pie Shop of Walnut Creek has one of the most dynamic menus plus a full bar. Pot pies, gourmet burgers, sandwiches, salads, flatbreads, and more. Don't forget, we still do takeout and delivery. For all the information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. Driven, determined, resilient. Cal State East Bay students are today's creative thinkers and tomorrow's workforce for the region. Cal State East Bay is recognized as one of the most transformative college experiences nationwide, educating the new generation that questions the status quo and works together to find meaningful solutions. Apply today for our degree and certificate programs. We are not just a university. We are a community. Find yourself here at csueastbay.edu. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente, thrive. Visit kp.org today. Let's just take that out of your mouth. At Ping's Pre-K, the growing enrollment is no play date. She needs more teachers certified in early childhood development. Is it nap time yet? Lunch? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Swings and drives one. Dead center. Back is Kane. To the track. At the wall. Jumps. It is gone. Matt Olson turns around Josh Hader and walks off the Brewers in game one of a three-game series. You're listening to A's Cast. And now 
the 0-1 pitch on the way. He swung on and drilled to left. Way back. Yastrzemski will turn and watch. And the A's have tied it up on a ninth inning grand slam by Stephen Piscotti. This is the A's Clubhouse Show. You know, one thing to think about if you're looking for a positive. Matt Olson continues to pound left-handed pitching. He leads the majors in RBIs and home runs against left-handed pitchers. He now has 45 ribbies and 19 home runs. That's really impressive. The home runs are an Oakland record, and the RBIs are the most since Jose Canseco at 46 in 1987, but Jose's right-handed. That just shows you, and we haven't had him on in a while. Maybe we should get him on A's Cast Live. What's the adjustment he made from last year to this year versus left-handed pitching? It may not be mechanical. It may be, it may be mental. Because we had him on earlier in the year. Did we have him on from spring training? So he told us, it was a Zoom call. He told us that being stuck, I mean, these guys were stuck in their hotel rooms. Like, you play, you get on the bus, you come back to the hotel, and they deliver you a box dinner or whatever. So these guys are just sitting around their hotel rooms, and you and you know being in a hotel, you only got so many things you can watch. It's not like being at your house and you got a bazillion channels if you have cable. So you're sitting around, you only you know you got your computer, you can only watch so much Netflix, you know you can only. So he got so into video that it screwed him up. Just watching so much video of him hitting. You start to get mechanical. You start to think too much when you're at the plate. And the minute you think too much, you're done. That's why Coco was such a good player. Coco was see ball, hit ball. Yeah, can I go later on and look at it? Yeah, you can always go look at video at some point. But Coco was see ball, hit ball. Get up there and. Grip it and rip it. And that's really what Matt Olson has done this year. I don't know how much video he still watches. I just know he stopped doing as much as he used to. And get up there and you just gotta let you gotta let your eyes and you gotta let your hands work. I always explain it because I know a lot of us play golf. But if you stand up there on the tee with your driver and you're thinking about how you take it back and my right elbow and this and that and you're done. You start thinking you're done. Let's go to Matt and San Leandro. Matt, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. Hey, Chris. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those uh, Niners and A's fans, and uh, I'm tied for one and one today. Uh, but I still managed to go to the game today. Uh, in fact, I've been going to every A's game uh, since the second game of the White Sox series. Uh, last time we spoke, uh, it was when we just added the four new guys on the team. So today is just another frustrating loss. And I just want to make two points. 
Number one, I, I have a suggestion for Bo Mel uh, in trying to secure a weed with a leaky bullpen, even though I'm sure he's well aware of it. And I know it might seem borderline fair, but at this point, I would suggest that if, if you're a position players, even if we're leading, no matter how big the leads are, unless we talk about eight runs or more, you just need to keep adding at least one or more run in the bottom of the sixth, seventh, or eighth if you're at home. Or if you're a visiting team, you need to add at least one more run at the top of the seven or eight. I mean, like Bowmel said in the past, even just adding one more run in late inning can be such a huge psychological threat to the opposing team. We need to send a signal to the other team that the game is out of reach to secure the win. And if you look at the loss we had yesterday, we, we did great in the first four innings, but we, we didn't score any, any runs in the late innings. And uh, my, my second point is that I, I know with a leaky bullpen, there will be frustrating games ahead, but, but if we just compare this team now with the last three playoff ace team, I would say that in terms of potent offense, this is the best offense we ever had in recent years. And, and it's a shame that, that we don't have a solid bullpen at this point. But just, just to go and watch how our offense scoring ru- uh, runs is worth the price of the tickets, the way that Mate's been playing. And honestly, if we have a close game with the Houston Astro at any game, this offense has my complete confidence that we can go toe-to-toe against the Houston Astro offensively. Uh, it's just a shame that, that, one, we don't know if we can keep this offensive unit intact after the season is over. And, two, we, we could have a special season if the pitching coach can fix this bullpen in short orders. And it just seems to me that the after the last two blown saves against the dying series, our bullpen is just never the same again. But through more than half the season, our bullpen been pretty solid. So, so that does give me some hope. And, you know, what, what do you think? All you can have is hope. Thank you for the phone call. Let's pause for station identification right here on A's Cast. A's Cast, streaming on iHeartRadio and broadcasting locally on Bloomberg 960, KNEW Oakland, and KOSF 103.7 FM HD2 San Francisco. Yeah, of course you want to add on. <laughs> you want to score as many runs as you can. You kidding me? What, Tor- Toronto had three touchdowns today. What was the final in there? Last time I looked, they had 22 runs. Let's see, what did they finish up with? Toronto, where are you? Toronto won 22-7. Yeah, I'd love to have a game like that. I'd love to have laughers. But when you're inconsistent and you don't hit for average and you rely so much on home runs and you hit a bazillion solo shots, that's another, you know, I talked about earlier today in the show, I talked about if the A's don't make the playoffs, which we're crossing our fingers, hopefully they can get to the finish line. But I talked about their record against 500 or better teams, their record in division, which is just 500, and just the amount of solo shots. You like home runs, but a solo shot is just one run. The key to being a good offense and the key to putting away teams is crooked numbers. It's putting up a three spot, a four spot, a five spot. Like Texas isn't any good, but yesterday they put up, what, a five spot in the eighth? You want to know how to come back and you want to know how to bury somebody? 
score those runs and momentum. As Ray Lewis once said, momentum is real. And you see it. Like, think about how the momentum flipped and the Rangers came back and won yesterday. It just flips on you so fast. Let's go to Athletic Supporter in Sacramento. Supporter, you're on the A's Clubhouse Show. Right on. Hey, thanks for taking me on here today. And uh, that last call, I'm going to give him props for going to the games like he's gone to since uh, with the White Sox series. He's gone every game he was saying, so I'll give him some props. But can I disagree with him more over saying this is the most potent lineup the A's have had in a few years? Because anytime you exchange Marcus Simeon with, with Elvis Andrews, yeah, your lineup definitely does not get better. And that's, that's what takes me. One of the points I wanted to make was um, the front office, um, you know, they made some great deadline trades. And moves at the you know before uh, you know August the first or whatever it was the deadline, and it's funny how they made these good deadline moves, picked up three good hitters who've really contributed. Yet the team's actually gotten worse, which takes me to how they have to basically be perfect as a front office in order for this team to really be able to contend given the budgetary constraints. Because I think the payroll went down like what uh, you know twenty thirty million versus last year, and so the the whole thing with Rosenthal or replacing Liam Hendricks was a disaster because that $11 million, I think it was, that they spent on Rosenthal, uh, the fact that they, they gave up that much in salary slot to a guy that never pitched this year and the bullpen is in the condition it's been in the last month, it's, you know, as good as the front office was at the deadline, they needed to push all the right buttons and they just didn't. And I, I don't think anything was going to be worked out with Simeon because of the miserly nature of, of the ownership. And that just is what it is, and that's probably why there were 6,000 fans in the stadium and, and, and what was should have been like a critical playoff-type uh, type game, right? Because people just get sick of it. But um, the thing I wanted to – But you know what? I don't know. I don't, think, I don't agree with that because, okay, let's say they spent $100 million. You think we have more than 7,000 today? I don't think that number well, – no, I, I don't think the payroll number – I can go through the history of the Oakland A's attendance starting the first year in 68. That's not something you want to do because the amount of money, the amount of money you spend does not correlate. As Billy Bean once said, he said, I got Mark McGuire, who's the number one home run hitter, and people aren't showing up. So uh, I don't know that's if I buy true. that. That's not, actually, that's true. I, I can give you evidence, too. If you go back to the late 80s and early 90s, um, you know, the ownership had, they had the highest payroll in baseball. And granted, the Hots family lost a lot of money each year. Yeah. Like I think even when the old man accepted the World Series trophy, he said, we lose money every year to field this team the way it is. And, and, but, and, um, the, and the think yeah, about the payroll cool. wasn't that high back then. I mean, hell, the A's, the A's came into this year spending like $83 million and they took on money at the trade deadline. Back then, are you kidding me? The highest paid player in the league was making, what, $3.5, 4000000 It's true, but revenue, revenue back then isn't the same as it is now because you got TV contracts and everything up running up. I mean, the, the problem with Major League Baseball, dude, and this is why it's become a second-rate sport versus, like, I mean, the NFL today, you saw some of the best matchups going, and, and it's, it's small market teams. Small market teams can't survive in Major League Baseball because there's no, there's no minimum salary cap and there's no maximum salary cap. And I don't know why organizations like the A's don't step and, and pound the table and say we need a minimum salary cap so we can compete and a maximum. They, they're just fine spending less money. Than, than what they absolutely have to because they like to pocket the money. And so, therefore, you know, you got a pretty astute fan population in the Bay Area, so they don't want to come to games when they know the team's heart's not in it. Like like the fans 
can be or should be, but it's just, it's just a vicious circle. I'll let you comment on that. I want to make one more um, one more comment here, and that is, um, you know, the, 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 this season reminds me of the 2004 A's because that team that year had they had actually the, the big three is before they blew it up, and they had they had um, Rich Harden pitching really well that year. They're on pace to win 100 games going into September, and their bullpen was was horrible. And they, that they had Arthur Rhodes closing games. They brought in Octavio Dotel. He couldn't get it done. They had a really good offense that year. They, they were a World Series caliber team, and they imploded because they had no bullpen. And then by September, the starting rotation just faded, and, and then, you know, they blew it up. And so, unfortunately, I think this is reminding me of 2004, 2014, to where I'm concerned after this year, you know, we're, we're not going to see this team, you know, the way it is unless something dramatic happens these last couple of weeks, which the way things are going, it's not looking good. But, you know, I'll let you comment on that. All right, thank you for the phone call. I, I don't buy payroll and attendance. I don't buy it. There's certain areas and certain teams, it doesn't matter what they spend. Like, look at the Texas Rangers. The Texas Rangers are in full rebuild mode. But yet, the Texas Rangers, they get people to show up. And I hate talking attendance. I hate it. I hate it. But if you're going to suck me in, let's see, where's Texas? Texas is averaging. Think about this. Their ball club is not spending any money. They're in rebuild mode. They're 53-89. and Okay, so if that caller was right, no one should be, no one should be showing up. No one. Texas is third in attendance right now, averaging 26,555. You can come back at me and say, well, they got a new building. Yeah, that's why we need a new building. But Texas is spending no money, and they're, they're third in attendance. I don't think, I mean, the Giants, the Giants have had an unbelievable year. They're averaging only 19255 But they're spending a boatload of money. The Angels are spending a boatload of money. They're averaging 18360 So I just, I don't buy the, well, if you spent money, the history doesn't support it. Yes, there's this blip of time that people go back to. But I will always say this. The fan base is not the same fan base that was showing up in the late 80s. I want you to think about that. I want you to, I hate talking about this, but I want you to think about it because I'll never forget. Casey Pratt, who works at ABC, used to be at Comcast Sportsnet Bay Area. And we were doing a I was I was hosting A's pre and post game live. And we went back TV footage. We 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 panned the audience for I think it was when we were doing the uh God, this was a long time ago. What year was the MC Hammer bobblehead? I think we were doing I think I was hosting that show it was the MC Hammer Bobble I can't remember what year. And I, I, I remember saying to Casey as he was showing me the shot, I remember saying to him, stop, rewind that. 
Look at the crowd. Look at the crowd. This is an 80s crowd. You know what happened in the 80s? I lived in the 80s. Some of you probably didn't. Really, people didn't wear merchandise to the game. People wore regular clothes. That was the first thing I noticed. I'm like, look at all these people. No one has an A's hat on. No one's got an A's jersey. No one has an A's jacket, sweatshirt. No one wore merch. There was a few, but not like today, where you look out and everybody's got it on. Good for baseball, right? Good for sports. The crowd was different. And also what we know, we know the average age of season ticket holders. So if you were a season ticket holder in the 80s, how old do you think those people are now? When you reference, oh, the A's, when they had Conseco and they had Ricky and they did 2.9, which, by the way, the year they did 2.9, I got it confirmed again, they gave away a boatload of tickets because old man Haas wanted to get the $3 million. There was a lot of free tickets that went out that year. But whatever. You think of what, what age the average season ticket holder would be now if you had season tickets in 1988-1989. Right, hopefully you're alive. But, I mean, if I was 50 then, in 1988, do the math. The fan, you can't, we always go to the outlier. I don't know what it is about this younger generation now because Commander Cody does this to me. You go to the outlier. Well, look at the late 80s. Okay, well, tell me about the 70s and the early 80s and the 90s and 2000s. And You always go to that one period of time, and I'm telling you, there are still people, I guarantee you, but a lot of you who remember 1988, 1989, 19... I was in high school. That's how long ago it was. I got teenage girls who are about to be 16. You're going to go back to the 80s? That's your that's your example? And baseball, those high payrolls were tiny compared to what it is today. So I just, I don't equate money to attendance. Just don't. Just don't. And there's examples that teams, you know, there's teams who spend, they get people, there's teams that don't. Do you, what if Tampa Bay, what if Tampa Bay said, you know what, forget it, we're going all in with a huge payroll. They still would get nobody in St. Petersburg because everybody's going to tell you getting from Tampa Bay to St. Petersburg is a mess, and that's why people don't go. But yet Tampa Bay gets great television ratings, and they get great radio ratings. Guess what? We don't. Everybody says the Coliseum is the easiest place to get to. How many times have I had to hear that? Oh, you got a BART stop. You got this. You got that. Tampa Bay is hard to get to, but everybody watches. They get great ratings. So is it? do they get great ratings because they spend a ton of money? No, because they win. But Tampa could spend $150 million on their payroll. They're still going to have low attendance because supposedly it is really hard to get from Tampa Bay to St. Petersburg. And they all think if they were in Tampa, they'd get great attendance. All right, the number is 833-625-2278. You're listening to the A's Clubhouse Show. 
If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is a national brand with family-owned prices and service. You can shop at one of their burial locations and all stores are sanitized and safe. Or you can navigate their easy-to-use website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans, use the coupon code Oakland and you'll get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly, cookies and milk, Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente, thrive. Visit kp.org today. Francis Ford Coppola Winery is home to wine, food, and adventure. Located just 90 minutes north of Oakland, we invite you to sip through award-winning wines like Diamond Collection Claret and enjoy the magic of Sonoma County in a family-friendly atmosphere known for its superior level of quality and integrity. Book a tasting and learn more at FrancisFordCoppolaWinery.com. Please drink responsibly. 2021 Francis Ford Coppola Winery, Geyserville, Sonoma County, California. Ace fans, get to the Coliseum for the biggest matchup of the season. The Houston Astros roll into the town for a three-game set against the A's Friday, September 24th through Sunday, September 26th. Tickets are selling quickly for this epic showdown between the two American League rivals. Don't miss your chance to see the A's make their final push for the postseason. Tony drills one down the right field line. If it's fair, it's got a chance. It's gone! Tickets are available at athletics.com. Hey A's fans, summer is finally here, and that means home improvement projects. Still thinking about replacing your old windows? Consider beautiful, energy-efficient windows from Milgard. Let our team of experts help you turn your house into your dream home. Explore the door and window showrooms at Ashby Lumber in Berkeley and Concord today. Use code word A's fan and receive a special discount on your beautiful, energy-efficient windows and patio doors by Milgard at Ashby Lumber. Learn more at ashbylumber.com or visit our stores in Berkeley and Concord. Ashby Lumber for all your building and remodeling needs. Hey, Ace fans, want to get away? Southwest Airlines has you covered. Southwest Airlines offers direct flights from Oakland to Hawaii, where you can catch some rays, ride the waves, or relax on the beach. Not a Rapid Rewards member? Sign up for free today to earn points when you fly. Learn more at Southwest.com. Southwest Airlines, an official partner of the Oakland A's. Howdy, y'all. I'm hearing a lot of squabbling over who has the best chicken sandwich, but as the restaurant with chicken in our name, we let our sandwiches do the talking. The KFC chicken sandwich has a huge, breaded, and extra crispy 100% white meat chicken filet, thick crinkle-cut pickles, and real mayo in classic or spicy, stacked on a toasted, buttery brioche bun for only $3.99. So what are you waiting for? Order the KFC sandwich on the KFC app today. At participating locations only, prices may vary, tax extra. And now a game of Commercial Chicken, brought to you by Progressive, where we see how long Flo can go without talking about insurance. Ready? Go. Okay, so, um, did you see that game the other day? (laughs) The refs, right? I mean, come on. They were totally out to get us. (laughs) That always happens to our our team. Drivers who switch to Progressive can save big. 
Okay, you win. We can't help but save customers money. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliate. This is Renee. Happy to be here. She's not some influencer. She's more of a groundbreaker, turning her four-acre lot into a little slice of heaven behind the wheel of a John Deere 1 Series tractor. Renee runs with us because the most important job is the next one. That's all I got. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1 Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. In London, it's 10 p.m. Wednesday. In Singapore, it's 5 a.m. Thursday. And in San Francisco, it's 2 p.m. Wednesday. We call that Ring Central time. Time for teams, customers, and partners to connect online for a real-time work session. Ring Central is the leading cloud solution for today's distributed workforce, integrating voice, video, online meetings, and team messaging into one experience. It's time to work the way you want. It's Ring Central time. For a free trial, visit ringcentral.com. Ring Central. Communicate, collaborate, connect. And now here's the pitch. And Marte takes off for a second. The throw goes into center field. He gets up at second. He's going to go to third. There'll be no play. And once again, Marte wreaking havoc on the bases. Although if the Rangers play that right, I think he's going to be out at second base, but he just causes the opposition to hurry. And the pitch to Olsen now. And Matt hits it to deep right, way back. How far is that going to fly? And the A's are back in the game. Off the facade of the second deck. Rangers four, Athletics three. Is 34th. This is A's Clubhouse. So I'm looking at all-time attendance for the A's, and it goes all the way back. You can look it up all the way back to uh, Philadelphia. I can tell you one thing I never want to see. So you can look at it as the game average, the season total, and what the American League average was. You look at 2020, blank. That's something I never want to see again. Yeah, we're not counting cardboard cutouts. How sad is that? 60-game schedule, no fans in the ballpark. Man, that was sad. That was really, really sad. Chandler in Dublin, you are now on the A's Clubhouse Show. Hey, Chris. Hey, you hit the nail on the head earlier today. Uh, I was watching on two screens the NFL Red Zone and the A's game. Um, but uh, unfortunately, I missed your injury report this morning. Uh, did I hear that Mike Fires is on a, a rehab assignment in AAA? I did not have – Bob Melvin did not talk about it, so I didn't I didn't have it. Oh, okay. Oh, I was y- just y- wondering y- – y- um, Yesterday he talked about it could be happening. Are you there? Yep, yep, I'm here. Okay, go ahead. Uh, I, I was just wondering if uh, if – if we keep going on this track like we're on right now, are they going to shut down? Is the front office going to shut down Chris Bassett? or Because or, I know what he would say. He would obviously come back no matter what our record says. But I'm, I'm wondering if they might hold him on ice until next year. Ooh, that's interesting. I don't think so. I think, I think um, you know, because the past couple days, you know, they brought the football out because they wanted to see how his vision is. And it's obviously easier to catch a football because it's larger than a baseball. He passed all the visual. Uh, he did PFPs, so he took some ground balls. And 
You know, he's been on a mound. So I, I, I think we are going to – no matter what happens, I think for sure Chris Bass is going to be on the mound this year. Oh, that'd be great, especially if he came in those last two series we have against Seattle and Houston. That'd be pretty clutch. Hey, hey, hey like you know what I was thinking? You know what I was thinking? Why not make him your closer? Hey, we definitely have a need. Right? <laughs> I was like, you got nothing to lose at this point. No, absolutely not. Absolutely. And uh, and if anyone can get us, you know, if, if like the other day when we were in the eighth and up, uh, up a couple of runs, if he could just get those two innings even – uh, that would be more than enough to, to put right? it over the edge. I was, I was like, I was like, this guy, like he, the, it, like because Chris has already talked about how his arm feels. You know, he stayed in shape and his arm feels fine. Well, Jesus, if Chris can go two, three innings, do I want it at the beginning or do I do I want it at the end? What he could be a weapon at the end of the game. Well, and that's always been our, our struggle this last few weeks uh, on the you know this last month of the of the season. It's been. The starters do great, and we're up. And then if we don't pack on any runs in the the back half of the game, then that's a wrap. And think how many times in, to close it out. Think how many times in the postseason, when all of a sudden you need you need two innings, you need an inning, you need a big out. Here comes Randy Johnson out of the bullpen. Here comes Madison Bumgarner out of the bullpen. So when people think that's crazy, hey. Teams will do anything once they get into the postseason. We've seen plenty of starters come out of the bullpen and on short rest get key outs because a lot of times the guy coming out of the bullpen doesn't have the same arm as a starter. And when a starter's all juiced up and knows he can just let loose, sometimes that can be really effective. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'll tell you what, Chris, uh, I really appreciate everything you do. You put a great product forward for the fans. And uh, even though it is football season, I'll be listening to you every day for the Yeah, don't the leave me. Don't leave me for who, – who's your team? Niners, man. They gave me a heart attack today. What? What? That was a blowout. Uh, no, man. They they were up 28 nothing, but Detroit came back and they had the, the ball with only, only down eight points. Well, uh, let me – can I ask you a question about the game? Yeah, go ahead. How odd – because I haven't seen the game. I'll watch it. I, I got the, the, the NFL rewind. I, I'll be able to go back. How did Jared Goff look in a, in a Detroit Lions uniform? <laughs> he looked about the same as in an L.A. Rams uniform. He, uh, he throws a lot of rainbows, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was an interesting game. You'll, you'll see what I mean when you get to the fourth quarter. All right. Thank you for the phone call and the kind words. Yeah, Jared Goff, so used to Cal. Goes to the Rams. I'm just. I'm always interested when a quarterback changes teams. Like, what does that look like? What does he look like in a Lions uniform? God, you go to the Lions. Huh. All righty, let's go to Alameda Athletic. At Alameda, you are on the A's Clubhouse show. Hey, Tony. Man, another tough loss, dude. It's been a it's been a crazy year. I mean, is this is this the best team on paper to not make the playoffs? I mean, it's got to be up there, top three, top five at least. You mean A's are all time? Yeah, the A's. The A's, especially after the trades. I mean, if you look at the lineup, and I know the bullpen obviously is what it is, but, I mean, just you look at what the offense should be doing, and if we just got some decent starting pitching, I just feel like there's there's just no reason why we shouldn't be in the playoffs when you look at that, when you look at that lineup. 
Yeah, my problem with this team is just how inconsistent they are. Mm. They're really, really streaky, and they only once this year, when they won those 13 straight, did they put it all together. But the rest mm. of the year, it's like when the starters are good, the bullpen's not good. When the bullpen's good, the starters, you know, the offense, a lot of solo home runs, a lot of low batting mm. averages. Uh, they've just been, you know, the one consistent has been they've been inconsistent. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely give you that. I mean, runners with scoring position, my God. Oh, I yeah, yeah, like yeah. The stretch for like a month, a month and a half where we just couldn't get We could not get a hit to score, too, if our life depended on it. And it late third, in games, first. too. The, the runners in scoring yeah. position late in games, not good. Yeah. I mean, it's sad also to think that we may not make the playoffs because of the way we played against both Texas teams. It's just killed us killed us like especially the rangers obviously being a losing team but you know we could just we could have won a couple of those series and played a little bit better against houston i mean we were right there at least you know wild card but um i don't know i'm i'm super frustrated um i don't call in much i always listen to your show um, you know i love i love what you do for the a's but um i had to call in today because i was just so so frustrated everything going on and i mean you're talking about the 80s and whatnot and that's when i became a's fan you know with conseco and mcguire and ricky and um, I don't know. I've, I've, every year I, I keep thinking, man, <laughs> I don't know how much more of this I could take. <laughs> <You know? laughs> how old were you in the 80s? Uh, I'm, I'm a, I was born in 78, so I was a kid. I mean, yeah. I, I became a fan from, you know, my, my fifth grade teacher. I'm a, I'm a first-generation refugee. My parents were really going to ever take me to a game probably. But my fifth-grade teacher took me to an A's game because of a bunch, you know, star, uh, one of the star students of the month or whatnot, you know. Uh, shout out to him, and uh, and I went to his game, and it was you know bigger than life. You walk into the Coliseum, and it was freaking amazing, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was hooked. I've been hooked since you know I was nine nine years old, ten years old, man. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Hey, thank you for the phone call. Call again. Yep. I I always had an affi- affinity for for teams my grandfather was affiliated with, and if you don't know, my grandfather Bob Elliott who was the first third baseman ever to be the MVP in baseball in 1947, managed the A's in Kansas City. So we always had these uh, Christmas ornaments for every team that he either played for or coached with. And he would, you know, didn't get along with Charlie Finley, no shocker there. The very next year, he was on the first Angels staff ever. So, I, you know, he always – like the team, and then when I was in high school, I mean the A's were the rock stars, and I loved me some Jose Canseco. I've always, and then when I moved here to play baseball at San Jose State, first game I went to was the A's and the New York Yankees. Yankees were terrible at the time, but I remember just like looking out and just being like, man, the two Hendersons, Jose. McGuire. It was an all-star team, for God's sakes. You got Eck. I mean, these are future Hall of Famers. And at that time, you you always thought McGuire would be a Hall of Famer and Jose would be a Hall of Famer. But those teams are those teams are greatness. They were loaded. I mean, you had one of the greatest managers of all time. Let's go to Coach. Coach, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. How you doing? I'm miserable, and I don't want to talk oh, attendance. Well. You, you don't? Let's no. not talk attendance then. No attendance. Okay. I, I'm, no attendance. 
and don't worry, I won't leave you for football. I, I haven't had a football team in over 40 years since the Raiders first abandoned us in, uh, in, there, in what was it, 1980? Well, yeah, you were just barely. Oh, I was. Know, but I remember because I was. I, I remember it was a huge deal when the Raiders moved to L.A. Like all of a sudden, you know, grow, growing up in San Diego, like all of a sudden, you know, all the papers down there had to now cover it. So everybody, there was a beat writer from the San Diego Union-Tribune who, who covered the Raiders, obviously the L.A. Times, the or- Orange County Register. No, I, I remember when they moved down, that was a big deal. Yeah, and they, had, and they had sold out all their games in Oakland, you know, including preseason games. And, you know, Jim Otto was my neighbor. I, I mean, I was a Raiders fan, and then Al Davis uh, – well, you worked for the Raiders. I'm sure you've heard stories. I mean, I've heard a lot of stories about Al Davis. I've, uh, I've, 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 I've lived a lot of stories working for the Raiders. <laughs> well, <laughs> and traveling with them. I have. I, you can't imagine the stuff that's been told to me about current the current <laughs> team and the old team. Well, I, I can't imagine because I'm. I'm on the fringe of that, and I've heard a lot of things that are horrible things, you know. But oh my God, there's some thing? there there's some stuff you like when you're on the plane and everybody's on the plane and they start telling stories, and you're like, that really happened? <laughs> like, if that happened today, there would be lawsuits. There would be like like there's crazy stuff that went on back, especially back in the AFL days. Well, Al Davis had some pretty good lawyers on his side too. <laughs> Al Davis, Al Davis, Al Davis had Al Davis had a lot of people on his side. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Mayor Aliotto and his his crew of lawyers uh, over there were pretty top notch. Have you ever heard about Amy Trask's dad, who was a judge? Uh, oh, really? Look into that one. I, I've heard. Things uh, I don't even want to go into the things I've heard. Like, yeah, don't I'm even. Sure I, 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 I'm not. I work. I don't work for him anymore. But you know, I'm still. I'm. You know, Raiders treated yeah. me. The Raiders treated me so well. I will always be a fan and loyal to them. Perfect. That's good. That's why I'm disloyal because they left us. So that that's okay. And I I, I respect loyalty. I'll tell you that. But uh, I, I I went to the game today because I, I had to uh, therapy from uh, all these pitch counts, you know, and I, I'm not going to bring them up because I'm over it. Hey, hey, coach, <laughs> did you hear, did, yeah. did, did, have you heard the whole show? Yeah, I have. I, I, well, I, I took Bard, I, I, I took the very yes of Bard, so there was like one little stretch there, you know. Where did I, you Did you hear, yeah. did you hear about me going to the San Jose Giants-Stockton Ports game last night? I do, and I have a question about that. There's a, the A's have a third baseman down there, their second round draft choice. Uh, and I don't know how you pronounce the name. Get off, get off. He, he's actually has some pretty good numbers. Did, you, did he stick out, stand out to you at all? Oh, yeah. He made an unbelievable backhand play last night. There you went. And, and he's, he's kind of a big kid, too, which is uh, good. Yeah, he is. I'm not going to be shocked if he, a few years down the road, He's our third baseman. I mean, he's big. He's athletic. He made this one play where everybody was like, "Ooh!" So it was a, uh, it was very impressive. But I was thinking about you, Coach, last night when 
the San Jose Giants lefty who started the game. I have no clue who he is. Like, all of a sudden, the, the manager came out and was taking him out of the game. It's like in the fourth inning. I'm like, this guy's cruising. What do you mean you're taking? But that's what they do. They take these guys. These kids are not – I mean, I wonder – it would be interesting to see how many minor league guys actually started and went six innings this year in all of minor league baseball. You know, they don't learn how to get out of jams. Nope. It's like it's not important. Yeah, it's sad. It, it really – I mean, I couldn't believe they took yeah. this kid out. This kid was cruising. And I'm like, I'm looking around going, what, something wrong with him? Why would you take him out? He was dominating the ports. Well, credit, they have had minor leaguers actually go six and seven. You know, this guy, uh, Koenig, and uh, who's the guy that moved to AAA? Fagel, I think he's a soft tosser. But they've had guys go a few more innings uh, than maybe some of the other teams. I mean, they're still nowhere near we'd like them to be, you know. Yeah, yet, yet I'm watching. Yet, yet, yet I'm watching college baseball, and the guys at Vanderbilt are going nine innings, and they're dominating, <laughs> and they're calling this place the factory, and they're drafting these guys in the first round. You're like, wait, how did I? Th- those guys are going nine, and then what? what are you going to take guys that are used to going late in games and dominating, make them first round picks, and say only go three innings? Yeah, I, I, I don't get it. I mean, I. I I just I don't get it, but I'm getting resigned to it because I I was so upset yesterday. All the games we lost by the pitch count just of late. Uh, I just I'm getting resigned to it. That's the way we play, you know. And if we're going to play that way, we're going to have to get some guys that can throw the ball hard in the eighth and ninth inning, you know, kind of like what you were saying. These hundred mile an hour doors, but we could do little ball for it. Those guys could bring it. You know, but we really don't have too many guys to bring it right now. You know, I wonder, and, you know, you think about the CBA that's going to be up here. I'm wondering if baseball should say, you know what, the way this is going, we need to we need to expand the rosters again. You need as much, I mean, you need as much pitching as possible. Like, pitching seems so thin around baseball right now. It, it, it's almost like you need more guys. I, I guess, you know, or I, I don't know. It seems to me like Tampa Bay, they shuffle those relievers in and out like crazy. I mean, don't, they, they have almost a whole different set of pitchers this year than last year, and they all throw 100, and they, you don't really need command when you throw that hard. You just you need to throw strikes. You need control, but you don't need to hit your spots. And it, it seems like that's what they're doing. They're just, and they'll trade Willie Adamas. I mean, they'll trade a great shortstop for two relievers, you know? So I don't know if it's going to work forever, but it seems to work for them right now. Guys that just throw really, really hard, and they don't really have to be pitchers. They just have to be able to get over the plate. Yeah, they just got to sniff the strike zone. Because the, yeah. can, the, the umpires can hardly see it anyway. It's coming in so fast. <laughs> right. Right. You know, and the A's have continually gone of late with guys that, you know, get weak contact, you know, like uh, Romo and Petit. I mean, they get weak contact, which is fine, except when they're off a little bit because then it's it's hard contact. You know, it's out of the park. 
Well, I, I, you, you know, know I, I was thinking about our, our conversation when you're talking about the 70s A's. Uh, you know, if we would have had Lefty Grove today and Jimmy Fox and Eddie Collins from Philadelphia, A's probably would have won that game today. <laughs> well, I think uh, Cap wouldn't have started then, and the Lefty would have finished it out from, and he, you know, and we got something out of our first baseman. You know, only had a. A good long long drive. Uh, you know, I, I agreed with with Ethan uh, earlier. I was a little surprised he didn't have Elvis Bond, but you know what the heck? He tried to hit and run, and what was that unlucky or what? I mean, it was it was a good play by the pitcher. Well, you know, if you would have if you would have just hit the ground ball to second base and set it right back at the pitcher. Because the second baseman was covering second, it would have been an easy base hit. Hey, maybe, hey, maybe we trade for Babe Ruth and we get him to pitch and hit for us. Well, Babe Ruth, maybe we get Ike Davis. He was a good pitcher. <laughs> Ike Davis at Arizona State. All right, Coach. Thanks for the phone call. Let's go to uh, Nate in Patterson. Nate, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. Tony, good grief again. It's getting hard, but oh well. I don't even want to talk about today's game. I'm curious about, you said you went to the ports uh, in San Jose game last night, and you talked about the pitching. Curious, what did the what did the hitting approach and whatnot look like? Because I never heard it, but you've said it, and I've heard other people say it, that Darren Bush flat out said that average doesn't matter. And if our hitting coach is saying that, terrible no wonder these guys have a bad approach and like we said they all have the same swing and every once in a while someone will come up clutch tony kemp two weeks ago on sunday night baseball but it's not a consistent thing and they're not hitting for average like i said olsen's hovered around 265 275 for the last two months now everyone is what they are and they stay where they are and if our hitting coach is saying if our big league hitting coach is saying Average doesn't matter. Is that the message down in the minors also? Because that's a horrible message, in my opinion. From what I understand, it's been a really tough year uh, for the Stockton Ports. As they've had COVID issues, guys have been hurt. Um, what I saw, And it's one game, so it's tough to say I can evaluate somebody one game. I know that San Jose's really good. Uh, I'm telling you right now, the San Jose guys, they were swinging it. They were driving the ball all over the ballpark. And a ton of extra base hits, a couple home runs. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Stockton's just 41-69, and 69, while San Jose is 71-42. and 42. They're like complete opposite. Every guy that came in out of the bullpen, other than the lefty, was a power arm. Uh, they looked athletic. And, you know, with the extra base hits – uh, taking first to third, scoring from second. San Jose looked like a really good team, and they're go- they're going to the playoffs. They've already clinched, I guess. Yeah, well, unfortunately for us A's fans, as much as it sucks to say this, I mean, kind of mirrors of the um, major league team. I mean, I hate to say it. I can't stand them, but, I mean, Giants have the best record in baseball. It looks like it's going through the minors too. The A's are starting to flounder when it matters most and it sucks. And it's like, I was so excited for this season. And it's like, wow, they're here. And now it's like, no time, time. Now's when it matters. And I mean, how many times can we expect Olsen to come up and have to tie the game? We need the production at the bottom. Like yesterday, 
I mean, I called in yesterday, and I'm thinking in the fifth inning what I'm going to talk about after the A's win today, and then they falter, and it's like, oh, well, we're going to talk about the bullpen blowing another game. And it's just when it matters most, it looks like the guys are not coming through or doing their job. And I was just curious if it looked in the minors like the hitting approach is any different because to hear our – or to hear that our hitting coach said average doesn't matter. That's to me, that's insane. I mean, yeah, if you're going to get a, if if we have a couple couple different guys batting three, three twenty, three ten, yeah, then one guy batting two forty but hitting forty home runs and a hundred RBIs, yeah, his average doesn't matter. But when you're our best hitter, I mean, we average needs to matter for the whole team. You know? Uh, okay. Score, I mean, well, how about this? How about let's just look at this, and I would. I would challenge any Ivy League school analytics guy working in baseball on this. So batting average doesn't matter. As Brad Pitt once said playing Billy Bean, do I care how you get on base? Okay, let's just take a look at this year. The Houston Astros coming into today had the best batting average at 268. The Toronto Blue Jays had the second best average at 266. And the Boston Red Sox... They're third in batting average. Let's go to who scored the most runs in baseball. Now, Tampa, who doesn't have a good average, they're number one, but number tied for second and tie and third are Houston, Toronto, and Boston. So three out of the four top run-scoring teams have the top batting average. You're going to really tell me that doesn't equate? I you know, you're not getting an argument out of me. I, I, I fully agree that batting average matters. Whether you like it or not, it matters. If you can hit with two strikes, if you can hit for average, you can hit. I mean, like, like I said, if our big boppers have 40 home runs and 100 RBIs and they're batting 240, but you have four or five, six other guys on the, on the team batting 290, between 290 and 300 somewhere, hey, yeah, his average doesn't matter. But on a team like ours where offense is not – not very common, or it's very streaky at best. Average ma- average has to matter, and I'd like to hear their. Well, well their think about the A's. That. Think about the A's who are hitting going into today, two thirty-eight as a team, but they're twelfth. They're tied for twelfth and runs scored. Why? Because all those home runs they hit are all solo shots. So when we talk yeah. about this team lives and dies by the home run, well, if they're living and dying with two run, three run shots versus solo shots. I mean, the ace hits so many solo home runs. It's like, it's it's mind-blowing. Yeah, I, for Olsen to be our big bopper, and, I mean, I can't even say the last time he hit a two-run home run or a, 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 not a solo shot before today. I, I honestly couldn't even tell you. I mean, I know he hit one against the Mariners, but that was a solo shot two weeks ago. I mean, I, and that's, that's, I, I, I would be so interested to talk to the guys because they have all the data in front of them, right, front office people. Let's just say the A's, instead of hitting 238, let's just say they hit 255. How many more runs scored would they hit or, or would they get, let's just say, 20 points higher batting average? Can you give me the data of how many more runs they would have scored? Because what we do know is guys aren't walking as much as they used to. Pitchers are throwing hard, and they're throwing strikes. So if you improve the team batting average by 20 points, 
How many more runs would you score? How would you I mean, how are you going to keep up with the Astros if they score way more runs than you do? Well, why do they? Well, it's not because of home runs, it's because they put the ball in play. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, I mean, hey, you want to get into a slugfest with the team, that's fine, but if you're not hitting, that's not gonna go well for you. I mean it, it, it they proved it. Look what happened in the playoffs last year. I mean I going into that Astro series, the A's dominant dominated them all season, but they have proven superstars that show up when it's time to play, and they they hit the ball all over the place, and the A's did not. And it was, I mean, and unfortunately, it's been up and down this year, but I, yeah, yeah, it's, but, oh well. Well, well thanks, uh, thanks for the phone call. We'll talk soon. I wanted to, I want to end on this. So I, I, you know, working today, I haven't watched a lot of NFL. I just saw a little bit of some games. And some people have said, hey, why, you know, why is baseball attendance down? Is it COVID? Are people still concerned about COVID? Well, if you're watching college football around the country, and you're now watching the NFL. I'm not so sure the COVID excuse is out there. Take Kansas City. Kansas City going into today's action is the Royals averaging 14,313. That's what they're averaging. The Kansas City Chiefs sold out. Like every stadium I saw today, Sold out. So is really the lack of attendance about COVID? Because I've had multiple people say that to me. And, and I was like, of course, right? COVID. Like we're all we're all still freaked out, right? You got you, you got a pandemic going on. I don't know. You turn on the television and it doesn't matter what state you're in. The stadiums are packed. Because people have tried to play the political game on that. Nope. Doesn't matter. Packed. I mean, San Jose State, our first game was well attended. It was like, wow, we got a lot of people here for us. Uh, Quickly, Jeff and Mendocino, you're on the A's Clubhouse show. Yeah, thanks for taking my call late in the show. I'm watching the whales spout offshore here in uh, Fort Bragg, and uh, um, it's really a bummer to have the bullpen go to the null pen. And uh, I'm wondering if when the A's released all those minor leaguers when COVID hit, if this is the outcome, I was concerned at that time that that might be what would happen. And I'd say bring on the knuckleballer at this point. Well, I, I can't remember who I was talking to, but God, where was I? I, I? I was somewhere talking to somebody about the lack of sports being played because of COVID. Yeah. What's the, what's the long-term effect? When is it? Three years? Is it four years? At some point, you're going to see not as much talent. You had kids not play. 
high school, yeah, youth high sports. School like, and- yeah, you didn't have college football. I mean, think about the Pac-12, how the Pac-12 and the Big Ten said we're going to have no season, and then they watched the SEC play, and they said, well, at least we can have like four or five games. Like, when does this affect the NFL and Major League Baseball and the NBA well, yeah. and college sports and, uh, and high school a, sports? A varsity baseball coach, and he said his kid didn't get to play last year. He's a pitcher, and he was very concerned. He ended up going to an instructional league um, back east. He's from this area and uh, somewhere in Kentucky. And it, it's just it changed the whole face of how things used to be. Uh, our society in general has been completely altered by this, and it's really very disturbing and apocalyptic. But baseball and football, as you mentioned earlier, always give us something to give hope and look at and take us away from the news of the day and look at folks. But if folks aren't allowed to even, you know, I remember, quite frankly, Chris, pitching six innings in Little League, for Christ's sake, you know. And, and now, like you mentioned a little bit ago, uh, these players and the minors aren't even getting a chance to do that. Uh, are they concerned that because they weren't playing, they have to uh, coddle them uh, until they can maybe build up strength over years? And as you said, how, how much impact is that going to have and for how long on the ability and quality of the players to play at the level that we're accustomed to, I'm really with you on pulling the players just because of a number. I call it analytics, and you can take my opinion just based on what I call it. I think that it should be a part of it, but I think it's way over uh, emphasized that uh, we need to look at how the player feels that day, the circumstances at the moment, the conditions that are uh, being played in, and not just look at a number and say, oh, Time to go. It makes no sense to me either. So along with that change, the analytics and COVID and everything else that has altered this game, I'm concerned about uh, how things are going to be. I don't know if you're old enough to remember, they used to have this little vibrating baseball player game or what looked like miniature cardboard cutouts of little players with, with little magnets under them across the field. And it was, it was kind of hokey, but it was sort of, you know, fun. And uh, what are we going to have? Nothing but a cardboard cutout of our past uh, to remember baseball by. The only cardboard cutout I want of a baseball player are the baseball cards. That's it. Otherwise, I want them live and on the field in good health and allowed to play to the fullest capacity that they can. Roger Clemens getting pulled out early because of 100 pitches? Seriously? <laughs> He'd probably sock somebody. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah. Roger Clemens was throwing nine innings at the University of Texas. Uh, yeah, yeah it, 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 and no one, and I've actually asked a couple doctors, I've asked them, can you put a number on how many pitches I can throw and I won't have to have Tommy John surgery? And no, no, one, has, no, no, one, no one has that science. That, that science doesn't different. exist. Yeah. Everybody's different, so to have one size fits all, a hundred pitches, makes no sense to me at all. No, if, it really. If that tired, if they're not ready to go on, uh, if they get in trouble, they used to leave them in. You've mentioned this, and uh, they would work their way out of that trouble. I remember I I actually got to see Don Drysdale and Sandy Koufax as a kid, and you know they played, they pitched full games and all the time. And I remember when Don Drysdale was pitching that fifty-eight and two-thirds consecutive innings, and uh, it was amazing. And, uh, you know, the guy was a badass, and I just hate to see the coddling and the, the reduction of uh, the quality of the sport 
or numbers. It, it just doesn't work, in my opinion. What we want to see as fans is people that are at the top of their, their game. Like when people go to the Olympics, they don't say, oh, well, you've only – you can only do so many vaults or jumps or uh, <laughs> you've had too many runs today. You can't yeah. uh, go into the final run because you, you ran too many warm-ups. I mean, come yeah. on. You know? Well, Seriously. yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, orthopedic surgeons, the guys that do Tommy John surgery, they can't tell you, well, a guy should only throw this much. They can't give you that, and nor would they. They'd be afraid for malpractice, and they would, would be afraid to get sued. So they can't Wasn't say they can't they they can't tell you, hey, you got a guy like I saw last night. You got a guy in San Jose who's getting mm-hmm. outs, and you got to take him out in the fourth inning because yeah. he could get yeah, hurt. Me, no orthopedic crazy. surgeon would sign off on that. Build him up so he can pitch uh, six or eight in the in the bigs and not uh, have to have the relievers come in. I, I I don't get it either. I do like the idea at uh, this point of. Uh, Bassett to bring him in under the circumstances because that injury that he had was devastating. I mean, I saw Tony Canigliaro. He was on the front cover of uh, Sports Illustrated. This was before your time. Played for the Boston Red Sox. And he was in the realm of Ted Williams. He was a great hitter and all that. And after that, he was never the same. It was a a tragedy. It sounds like uh, Chris is coming through it a lot better. However, you know, it's when you get a head injury like that, it's really important to make sure that, you know, all the switches are on before you let them go full bore. And I think putting them in as a reliever at this point might not be a bad idea because it would straddle in between what a long, you know, reliever and uh, maybe finish up from the sixth inning or something, uh, seventh inning preferably, so those starters can go a decent amount of time. But uh, that sounds like a, a reasonable plan if they go with that to get him back on the field and not rush him too much under the circumstances i i wish him well and it just made me sick when i saw what happened to him i actually cried it just broke my heart to see that no yeah, great it, it, yeah, he it was is, awful and knowing what happened to tony canigliero are you familiar with tony canigliero yeah yeah i know what you're talking about obviously it was well yeah. before my time but yeah i know what you're talking about yeah yeah, that's a, a really um, tragic story, and uh, I hope nothing, uh, no long-term repercussions happen with Chris on his recovery. Well, thanks for the phone call. Yeah, Chris, I mean, maybe he is a weapon out of the bullpen. Maybe, just maybe. I don't know. I mean, starting him three, four innings. Or do you need him out of the bullpen, which he has done before? Now it's time to see what's on deck presented by Ashby Lumber. Ashby Lumber, for all your building and remodeling needs, learn more at ashbylumber.com. Everybody take a deep breath. We got a day off tomorrow. Take a deep breath. We're back on Tuesday at 3 o'clock for A's Cast Live. 410 A's Total Access. And then first pitch from Kansas City at 510. Tell me where the A's are going to be after Sunday in Los Angeles. That'll tell you what the last games are going to mean. They have to play well in Kansas City, and they have to play well in Anaheim. A tough loss for the A's, a day off. We'll see you on Tuesday. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday right here on A's Cast and the A's Radio Network. Some things just go together. Peanut butter and jelly. Cookies and milk. 
Oakland and Kaiser Permanente. If that last one caught you off guard, it shouldn't, because Kaiser Permanente has been helping keep Oakland healthy since our very beginning. And as the official healthcare partner of the Oakland A's, that won't be changing anytime soon. Whatever you may need, you can trust Kaiser Permanente to help keep you feeling your best. Kaiser Permanente. Thrive. Visit kp.org today. Hey, A's fans, want to get away? Southwest Airlines has you covered. Southwest Airlines offers direct flights from Oakland to Hawaii, where you can catch some rays, ride the waves, or relax on the beach. Not a Rapid Rewards member? Sign up for free today to earn points when you fly. Learn more at Southwest.com. Southwest Airlines, an official partner of the Oakland A's. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 smart bed senses and automatically adjusts to keep you both effortlessly comfortable. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss the final days of the biggest sale of the year where all smart beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Whatever California families get into, they trust Honda Pilot to get after it. With all-wheel drive, tons of cargo space, room for eight, and gas mileage so incredible, you can go from the Sierras to the surf on a single tank. And right now, get a family-friendly deal and get after it in a rugged Honda Pilot, CRV, or HRV. Visit your NorCal Honda dealer or NorCalHondaDealers.com. Honda is family. Ask anyone who owns a Honda. Looking to stay up to date on all things A's? Head over to athletics.com slash A's cast. That's athletics.com slash A's cast to listen to A's baseball and full 24-7 coverage of the A's only on A's cast. With a single click, you can stream great shows, live pre and post game coverage, and of course, all the great action of the A's this season. Head to athletics.com slash A's cast today. This has been the A's Clubhouse Show. Brantley going back at the track, right to the wall. He'll turn and watch it fly. And the A's take a 1-0 lead. On the run back is Cannon to the wall. Jumps at the wall. He's got it. A Joe Rudy-type catch against the wall. Be sure to visit athletics.com slash A's cast on your device for access to exclusive A's content, including pre- and post-game for every game. Lariano going back at the track, right to the wall. He's there, and he makes a phenomenal catch. Thank you for joining this exclusive presentation of Oakland A's Baseball. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best 
stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 